Family from the Heart, podcast episode number 360. Welcome to another episode of The Family from the Heart, a podcast that is devoted to giving you a behind-the-scenes look into the lives of the Ravenscraft family, a family that has given up on the ordinary to pursue the lives for which they were created. Now, here are your hosts, Cliff and Stephanie. Well, hello, everyone, and welcome back. Stephanie, how are you? I'm fine. How are you? I'm doing very good. Good. I turned down the headphones a little bit so that... There we go. That's normal. Okay. I just wanted to make sure I could hear you well. Gotcha. So, this week is a special week for Family from the Heart. Yeah? This is our season finale. It is. (laughs) Will it be good? Like... Bates Motel and Quantico? Or will it totally blow like some of the other shows we've seen? Like The Good Wife Gone Bad. Ah. Anyway, folks, uh, yes, if you are just tuning in and this is your what first other time one? listening. We saw another season finale that wasn't great. I don't know. Oh, Megan and I were not happy with Scandal. Oh, yeah. You, the the you season finale that. of Scandal. So, yeah, yeah, but if this is your first time tuning in, the good news is that we have archives that you can go back and listen to uh but the not so great news is that we're taking the summer off this is our final episode of this season and i think this is the first time we're officially doing in a season a, se- right. a season i think last year we unofficially took a hiatus we did it was kind of well, like the writer's strike yeah went on strike i think it was I right do. after you had stopped doing them live mm-hmm. and it wasn't on the calendar, and then the kids were home, and you know the rest is one thing led know, to another. Yeah. How many years have we been doing Family from the Heart now? A very long time, like eight years. Yeah, it started. Well, I, I know this. It started January two thousand eight, so this is sixteen. So it's been eight and a half years now. Yes. Wow, eight and a half years. So this is technically, if we consider it, let's say a, a year's worth is a season, right? So th- this is like this is the end of season eight. <laughs> You're such a dork. Four, what, 360 episodes. That's a lot of episodes. That's a lot of Cliff and Stephanie time. I'm sorry, people. I'm wow. Not. I do not apologize. Well, um, I don't either because they choose to listen. That's exactly right. We we force no one to listen to us. We do not just Cliff broadcast does you force on your me radio to dial. to him. But there's no way to get out of that. You ain't getting out of that one. Hey, at least... It's like, well, I'm sitting here before you hit record and you're like, hey, did you see the live stream I did yesterday? I'm like, um, was I supposed to? Hey, let me pull it out. And you like pull it out. I'm like... I'm not paying attention. I could literally care less than zero. It's funny. You know, um, every now and then I get asked from some folks, they say, Cliff, how is it that you got Stephanie on board with you doing, you know, spending all this time doing podcasting? I said, I, I don't say this, but it just occurs to me from now on, I'm going to have a new answer. It's like, well, it gave, it, it finally gave Stephanie an opportunity to like not have to listen to me talk so much. That's not true. You still talk a lot. I know, I'm just giving up. A lot. I love, my favorite is when you walk into, like, I'm in the room, I'm reading or I'm watching a show or whatever, but when Cliff is present, pay attention to Cliff because he will talk to you no matter what you were doing. I'm like, I've read this paragraph now three times. Let me close my book and give Cliff my full attention. And I always enjoy it when you do that. I know you do. Then how much you enjoy it when I come in and request that. Yeah, You don't request it. I do. 
<laughs> you, no, it's more I, like a demand. It is not a request because you are not going to stop until you have the attention that is so desired. I really cannot stand your shirt. You need like something to cover yourself while I'm sitting across the table looking at you. What, what shirt am I wearing? You are wearing a Weeping Angel sh- shirt from Doctor Who. They are my most loathed alien on that show. Yes. Like, seriously, I will probably have nightmares tonight. Oh, come on. And it will be all your fault. Whatever. Every time I wake up from a bad dream tonight, I'm going to wake you up too. I woke up from a terrible dream this morning. Like, Is that why you decided to torture me all day with that shirt? <laughs> I think so. <laughs> anyway, it was it was bad. All right. So, yeah, we talked about taking the summer off. And I have a story I want you to tell because it's from your perspective. You're the one who had the conversation. But before that... Um, I want to just say that I had the most awesome experience uh, somewhat this past Sunday. I decided to go out for my first of this season 100-mile bike ride. Now, I did right. two 100-mile bike rides last year uh, back-to-back, one Sunday after another. And the second one was torture because of my knees only being one week apart. However, I figured this year, if I could do two last year, and I had never cycled before last year. Right. If I could do two solo centuries, a 63-mile ride, a 50-mile ride, and a bunch of you know 20 to 35-mile rides, if I could do that last year and, and accumulate a total of over 1,000 miles on my bike this year, I'd like to make this... I don't even know if I officially made it a goal. I just said to you, I'd, I'd like to do 10... 100 mile bike rides on my bike this year this season and you know over this uh i've got spring summer and fall that's a lot of time to get 10 100 mile bike rides absolutely and this past sunday i looked at the weather said the high was supposed to be 56 degrees i believe something like that and that's a little bit chillier than what i normally I, i know that when it's 68 degrees it's perfect anything 68 and warmer is absolutely perfect as far as warmth is concerned the other day I went out for a ride. It was 62 degrees and it was gray and cloudy and it had rained and chances of rain were pretty high. And I went out for a ride and I'm like, this isn't so bad. So I'm thinking, okay, 56, I'm going to be going for 100 miles. I'm going to be nice and warm because I'll, I'll be moving for almost eight and a half hours, nine hours. So this should be no big deal. Well, I get up first thing in the morning. I'm at the the bike trail, the the little Miami bike trail that goes all the way from Cincinnati up to Dayton, Ohio, if I wanted to. And it's about nine o'clock in the morning and it's 52 degrees and it's chilly. And I am look at the temperature and it the, the forecast had changed. The high was only supposed to go up to 40 or 54 degrees. And while it was sunny, I had not anticipated the fact that 80 to 90% of the bike trail from here to Dayton is in shade, is in shade, completely covered over by trees. And I did not factor in the fact that I would be traveling at times as, as fast as 34 miles an hour and on average of 14 miles an hour. Mm-hmm. That produces quite a bit of wind, chilly wind, and I was freezing. Ah, and so it was tempting. I I was tempted to turn around at 25 miles and I pushed forward. And once I got to 35 miles, well, I can't go 35 miles and and then turn around. So I went to 50. And once you get to 50, you only have two options. Yeah. One, you make your 100 miles back to your car. (laughs) Or number two, you call your wife to come pick you up. And there's really only one option. (laughs) 
Yep. So <laughs> I did it. It was cold. It, it, I froze my butt off. I was Snapchatting was- through the whole thing. And you know what? It was an, it was other than the cold. It was, a, it was a good experience. It, was, it felt good to accomplish that. Um, I, it, it was not as enjoyable as it as it should have been. If it was warmer, I would have enjoyed the scenery and stuff like that. And I wouldn't have been sp- spent so many mind cycles on how cold I am. I tried to distract myself with music and podcasts. And it, it yeah, it you was were cold. It was just cold. Right. The kids wanted. Um, so we went out to lunch on Sunday and then they're like, well, we want to go do something. We don't want to go home. Can we go play? Um Putt-putt golf. Mini golf. Well, yes. But it's cold outside. So I'll pay for you to play. And then I'll sit in the car and wait for you. And that's what I did. Because I knew that it was too cold for me to stand outside for 45 minutes while it took them. And that was in the sun. But the wind was... And I couldn't do it. So I, It was... Yeah. yeah. It was... But hey, it's done. I, I have nine more you to go. check off one. Nine more to go. And we were just talking in the kitchen. I was doing the dishes. And I said... I asked our Amazon Echo, excuse me one second, <clears throat> what the weather was for the weekend on Sunday. And she says that it's going to be mostly sunny and 75 degrees is the high and 50 is the low overnight. And I'm like 50 is the low. That's about close to what the high was the day that I was there. Right. Uh, and 75. That's way above 68 and mostly sunny. Oh. That sounds so good. And it's so funny because my knees are not hurting anymore. Mm-hmm. It's what if we were recording this on Thursday. So my knees are not hurting right now. The thing that I know is that if I go out and ride this Sunday, um, while my knees are not hurting right now, my they knee, will be killing. Yeah, my knees Monday. were my knee. It wasn't until mile 40 when my knees started to like, it's like, ooh, those are sore. Mm-hmm. Um, it was mile 40. If I go out and ride this Sunday, my knees will start getting sore right around mile 15 that that at least that was my experience last year when I did it week back to back and so it while it's super super tempting to go riding this weekend uh and if it was just that I'm like "Eh, I can deal with sore knees you know just to have that experience of enjoying the weather I'm probably turn it into a 10 hour day instead of a you know nine hour day but uh you reminded me that you and McKenna are leaving on Tuesday. Yeah, Janie and I will leave Tuesday morning. We'll take um, Megan and Matthew to school and um, and leave from there to head to Iowa for the Odyssey of the Mind World Finals. Yep. Yes. So um, have you given much thought to how that's going to, I mean, the, the drive and how you're breaking that up? And What do you mean how I'm breaking it up? Like how many hours is it to? Ten. So you already like, did you punch it into Waze and kind of see what Waze says? I think so. Okay. I think I did back when we talked about it, but I'll do it again right now. Are you going to be okay to drive for 10 hours? I've, I've driven from Atlanta to home before. By yourself? You were in the car, but yeah. And I was sick. Okay. It was when we took our first cruise with um, Dan and Joanne Miller. Okay. And do you remember McKenna got sick on the ship? Mm-hmm. And I was sick when we got off the ship. Yeah. And then it was a two day trip home. By the time we got home, I had coughed so hard that I was, I had no, um, no voice left. Yeah. I couldn't. So I drove from Atlanta to home and, and I, and I was sick and I was fine. Okay. So, so the other question is if it's 10 hours, I'd love to make sure that that's daytime for you. 
what time were, were you planning on leaving on Tuesday? To like leave to to set out on your way towards Iowa. Yeah. What time? I just told you. I know. We're taking Megan and Matthews to like seven forty. Okay. So seven forty. Eight o'clock if we start for um stop for Starbucks. Okay, so let's just say you leave at eight o'clock if five hundred and eighteen miles away. All right. And how and does it say how many hours it's on there? Calculating. Okay, it's calculating a route for you. But so what I want to know is, is I want to make sure eight hours and 43 minutes. And okay. If I left right now. I'd be there at 8 p.m. Okay. And and right now so, is 1117. So that would be okay. I feel comfortable with that then. I, I, the, the only reason I don't want to make you, I don't want, I, it, even when you're tired, it's easier to drive when it's still daylight. Oh, I know. That's what I'm saying. Plus I'm not comfortable driving at night anyway. <clears throat> right. Which is why I made sure that I'm, you know. Because I know in my mind that if I said, well, well I'm going to let you take the kids to school, then McKenna and I would, we'd, you know, take our time, we, you know, whatever. But this way, we have to be ready Monday night before we go to bed. Right. So that the only thing we have to grab in the morning are our toothbrushes. Right. Now, I want to make sure uh, that you and McKenna pack an emergency kit for the car. Okay. Um. Basically, I would say at least six bottles of water. Okay. Um, and some, you know, protein bars and 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 stuff like that. Right. Just and and maybe even a flashlight. Protein Just, bars. Those are going as like, okay, I'm going on a week long trip. Yeah. To a university, on a meal plan, with a very picky child. Yes. You better believe I'm packing like three boxes of protein bars. Do you remember that? Do you remember when we took Megan to Disney as a baby and it was so hot she lived on Pedialyte for a week? Yes. Like I'm pretty sure McKenna will come home and have lived on nothing but protein bars for a week. Yeah. Well, anyway, I I just I'm just you know I'm yeah. concerned about you guys being away and and stuff like that. Now you said that you were gonna Snapchat during this trip. I did not say that. No. Way to go for throwing that out there. <laughs> you're fired. You are, fired. You're so fired. Because uh, you tried to bring that up last time and I talked around it. Did you talk around it? Yes. I don't remember that. I told you not to get people's hopes up. Oh, that's, uh, you this, said- is, this is what you do. You announce things and then you take them away because you're mean and evil. You're like, oh, I'm so excited. We're going to do this. And like three days later, oh, no, we're not. I think we've been through this yeah. recently. Recently, you think recently. so? Recently. I have. I, I can neither confirm nor deny. I can both <laughs> confirm and confirm that this is exactly who you are as a person. Uh, McKenna and I have discussed possibly Snapchatting our trip to Iowa so that the three of you that we are leaving behind um, can be a part of it along the way. And if Um, you want to, by the way, there is a setting in there that you can set it to where only the people who are your friends on Snapchat can view your story (laughs) right? and send you snaps back. So you can set the privacy settings and that way the only people that could see it is if you only add myself, Megan and Matthew... We'd well, be the- I mean, that's that's I understand that, but no, if I do it, it will be public. Okay. It will it will be so that because you just you know seriously, you just told everybody that I was going to Snapchat. I did the- not. Th- 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 
I was just saying we had a conversation. This I wanted to bring it up as a topic to discuss. The reason it wasn't on the list. <laughs> I, it just came to me as we were talking about this. It, the whole trip to Iowa and the emergency. I can't wait until I have on. a reason to throw you under the bus. I want to <laughs> throw you under the bus and then run over you and then back over you again. You're so bad. <laughs> I am so bad. You're so bad. So we've discussed Snapchatting. Um, it's not a guarantee that our, Stephanie's going to do it. It's not a guarantee that I'm going to do it. Um, there's a lot on my plate for this week. You know, there's right. a lot of unknowns. Uh, there's an unknown schedule. There's there's a lot of unknowns. And so while I'd love to say, sure, we're going to Snapchat this whole thing, I can also tell you that number one, I'm so far removed from having social media be a part of my everyday life that it will be the last thought that crosses my mind. And secondly, there's just so many unknowns that I don't know. See, and my thinking is the only thing I would love, and and even if you don't Snapchat, it would be cool. The thing I love about Snapchat is it's 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 little short little video clips, and it's like you don't even have to think about it. It's just like you hit the button and say something, and and boom, it's done. Um, whereas you know, text, you know, a little text, hey, we just stopped here, we're doing great. Well, you we know, would have done in. that anyway. I know you would have, but Snapchat is the only difference a, a little is that different. It would be public to everyone right rather than just to you matthew and megan right i mean i won't be doing much texting to matthew and megan tuesday or wednesday anyway because they'll be in finals all day yeah that's not something i can really interrupt but But i um, I would love to just like if if you said hey every time we stop for gas or every time we stop for a meal it's just a 10 second clip hey we're here stopped for a break and this is you know now we're getting back in the car just those little things just so i can know you know your i'm not trying to i'm not one of those by the way if anybody's wondering if you don't know i'm not one of those husbands that like wants to keep track of you know it's like i'm overbearing and and i'm a stalker husband you could just pull me up on your i know you you could just track me on your phone that's where is stephanie today find my friends (laughs) yeah i could pull you up on find my friends but i don't know i i just i i feel like i this would be an opportunity to to even though we're apart and this journey is going on the what you see is the ability to have a snap back and forth is different in video and it's not a facetime call it's like a facetime call but without it's time shifted right and you are zero miles from me right now i know i'm about three feet from you right now all right so anyway that's going on now the Did title. you see this picture that Megan has on her Find My Friends? No. What is it? It's when that little oh, one. When she, I yes. love that With picture of her. Yes. That is awesome. Anyway, it's this cute little, she's probably what, four in this picture? I think she's probably four. And she's got, I mean, her hair is not this light blonde anymore. It's gotten darker. She's gotten older. Um, but her hair is just so light blonde and it's in pigtails. And she's making the cutest little face. Oh. Yep. Yeah. So the title of this week's episode, do you agree that in quotes here, that should be the title of this week's episode? Yeah, that's cool. All right. So tell them what that says and tell us the story behind it. Or actually, don't tell them what it says. I was going to say, that's that's putting the whole thing out there. So, um, all right. Everybody who listens to this on a regular basis knows that we have a 16-year-old daughter. Um, And she's in this place where... She likes a boy right now. And um, and she says to me the other night, 
I want a boyfriend. Like I want someone to, you know, and she's naming off all of these, you know, to talk to, to, you know, whatever, go to the movies with, to, and she's, and so she's telling me all of these reasons why, um, she wants a boyfriend. And then she's like, no, boys are a distraction and I don't need a distraction right now. And I don't, I just, I need to focus on me and I need to focus on, you know, getting healthy and I need to focus on my grades. And and I just, I just need to focus and boys are a distraction, but I want a boyfriend. No, I don't want a boyfriend. I want what you and dad have. Yeah. That was, uh, that, that is awesome. Number every part of that. I love the fact that she understands that it would be a distraction. I understand. I love the fact that she knows that right now she needs to focus on her, mm-hmm. not just her schoolwork, but just her. You know, her. getting herself and she. Yep. She knows that there are some things that she wants to do for personal improvement, and I love that my daughter's thinking in those ways. You know, we have a very mature child. We do. We do, and and I love to know that she's not looking to have a boyfriend just to have a boyfriend either. No. Yeah, you know, and which a lot of her friends are doing. Oh yeah, that, you know, and they, you know, they exchange boyfriends honor. like they, you know, it, it's ridiculous. Yeah, it, it's it's quite ridiculous, and and she doesn't want that. No, she wants something real. And and I love just what that communicates to me about our marriage and and our relationship mm-hmm. that that she aspires to have. You know whatever she means when she says, "I want what you and ha- what you and Dad have." That man, I, I'm doing a whole lot better than I thought I was <laughs> as a dad. If 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 that if if I could say that that's what my greatest accomplish in like accomplishment in life is, is that my children would, if they decide to get married, that their desire would to be to have what you and I have. Mm-hmm. I've I've achieved what absolutely what I want to achieve in life with as a father. I'm like, wow. Here I thought I had totally screwed everything up, and I've been telling you for years that you haven't. Yeah, wow. But you don't listen. It, you know, there's there's all there's internal dialogue. Either there's internal dialogues that go on about all the mistakes. Oh, I love and, this whole thing, guys. So Cliff is Cliff has totally convinced himself that he has like early onset Alzheimer's. No, I was just. But really, I've said that one time. But really, you said <laughs> one time a day for the last month. Whatever. Um. But really, he doesn't listen. And then every time you're like, I told you that. And he's like, oh, that must be that Alzheimer's. <laughs> no, it's actually selective learning. It's listening. selective listening. You don't pay attention. But you're doing you're doing a great job. And I tell you that. And but you don't hear. But me. I, I, I still find myself doing stupid mistakes over and over again. Duh. Like my. Megan don't comes, we all Megan you know I'm sitting down on the couch you guys are all in bed I'm sitting down on the couch Megan comes in and uh you know there she's looking for her charger and I say hey do you want to sit down and watch tv with me and she goes eh, sure you know and and there, uh, there's this opportunity like this is great you know me and Megan time and and then she lands this big bomb on me he's like oh by the way we bought our tickets to the concert and I'm like what what what, what do you mean? It's like, yeah, well, we bought our tickets and I, I paid for everybody. They're going to pay me back. And I'm like, well, what, how, how are you getting there? Where's this? Why didn't you guys discuss this? I I mean, nobody thought to ask me. And, and so instead of having this great quality time, 
you know, I, Megan had the opportunity to know that once again, you know, she's did something that disappointed me. And I, I mean, the thing is, I was disappointed. I was disappointed I wasn't a part of the conversation and, and, and I was, you know, but I could, and she's like, but dad, why, why, why wouldn't you? And I didn't have a reason why I wouldn't let her go. And and not that I, it's not even that I wouldn't let her. It's, it's like, I just wanted to be a part of the, of the discussion. And I didn't have in my mind a clear, I was just more emotionally disappointed that I was not a part of this. In fact, you know, in, in all that, that I, she's like, but dad, explain to me what's going through. And I'm like, just don't worry about it. And you know, it's, it, I guess it doesn't matter now. And, and it's like, why did I, I behaved like a child who didn't get their way, and and this is exactly, it's like, why did I just do that as a dad? That is, I don't want my 16-year-old daughter, who already has so many other things going through her head, thinking, oh, great, I've, I, I, yet another time I've disappointed my dad. You know, why? And I have, you know, it's like, seriously, why did I do that? And so those kind of things happen, and I'm like, ah, and it, and it just, you know the old old daddy scars in my own mind mm-hmm. and and all those things. It's like, what, what? I miss the days when my daughter had the little golden lock pigtails, and at three or four o'clock in the morning, I have to wake up in the middle of the night, and and while she's still asleep, put her on the potty so she doesn't <laughs> pee the bed. Why couldn't life be like that? Back then, darn it, I was the best dad well, I ever. Think, I think that might be that might be what happened is that she was the little girl with the golden blonde pigtails, and then we started this business, and you looked up, and you have a teenage daughter who had like you. I you missed, feel like you missed the in between. I did, and so there are times when you still want. Well, I don't even think there are times. I think that when you look at her, you still see that picture that I just showed you, but you know, she's, she's 16 and a half. Yeah. Um, I took her yesterday for an appointment that nearly broke my heart and, um, it didn't, it's medically necessary, but it it, still, there are, she's a year and a half away from being considered an adult in our country. And, Thankfully, we still get two years left with her because she will turn 18 in the middle of her senior year and she'll stay here until she graduates. Although this child, part of her just wants, she was talking back to, back to the, I want what you and dad have. She goes, so she says, but, but why would I want that? Because like, then what would I do when I want to go away to college and you know, I, I want, I want to go. So like then what we just have to break up because I'm going to in her mind, she's going to Bowling Green to Western Kentucky University, you know, so then we just break up because I'm going to Bowling Green or, you know, what if I go to college and I meet a boy there? I want to live by you and dad. I want to live, you know, and um, in Northern Kentucky, she says, she says she wants to live in Union. <laughs> so she nice. went, but she's like, I, I want to live by you guys. So what if I meet a boy in college and, and he doesn't want to live it. And I said, Megan, the, you're uh, you're getting too far ahead of yourself. No, because I'd no, like, hold on, but this is what I told her. I said okay. because when it's the right boy, none of the rest of that matters. Right. I said, when it's the right boy, the rest of those are discussions that you'll have, 
and answers that you should come to pretty easily. Yeah, and whether or not you want to live by mom and dad, that could change over time. Have you met that child? <laughs> okay. <laughs> She's going to live next door. She's going to go convince the people next door to move so that she can move in right there. Yeah. Let, let's let's just set the record straight. She wants to live by mom. <laughs> right. Um, but, uh, but yeah, she... She's not a little girl anymore. Yeah, I know. And we don't have very much longer with her under our influence. And even now, our influence is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking. I, okay, I totally understand where you're coming from that. And I'm wondering, at least for me, I I believe that there is a potential that my influence will increase and increase and increase as the years go on. In a different way. In a di- absolutely. In a different way. No, I think that this is the right time where our influence is shrinking. And for a time, it will be gone until it comes back in a different way. I agree. I agree. Because I look at my... Okay, I'm 37 years old. I'll mm-hmm. be 38 in a couple of months. Bought my birthday present today. So excited. Um, <laughs> for myself. So it was. it's my birthday present. Anyway... Um, I'm nearly 38. I met you when I was 16. I was married by the time I was 18. And I look at my relationship with my dad. And there was a time when I broke away from his influence. Yeah. I mean, there, I mean, there was a time when I defied him. There was a time when, you know, nothing he said was smart. There was a time when, um, all I wanted was out And I've never wanted to go back. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Right. But there came a time when the influence changed. And I can say now, just two weeks ago, I was caught in a in a um, mass of thoughts. I couldn't get my thoughts straight. I was... Um, wrapped up in emotions and and couldn't make a rational decision everyone in my house was affected emotionally by the same thing that i was going through and i needed i needed a clear picture and so i called my dad yep and and so i think that yes your influence will our influence will grow but not before it disappears it disappears or 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 seems to yeah seems to disappear Yes. That makes sense. I know, because I'm smart. <laughs> you are very smart. <laughs> Thank you. You're welcome. Anyway, Megan wants what we have. Yeah, that's awesome. It's cool, because what we have isn't so bad. I, I, I love what we have. It, yeah. I, I never dreamed that I could ever have what we have. I don't think I did either. I, I never dreamed. I, yeah, I don't think I ever did. I don't think I ever I knew think that I marriage dr- could be like this. Yeah. Yeah. What is this like, by the way? What what is, people who are hearing us. What, I have what no is, idea. What is this I don't like? No, if there's one way to describe it. Um Cuz things have changed for us over the years. I right. Mean, right. Like you, I would want someone to have the marriage we have now. Yeah. Like right now. What what was our marriage like when we first got married? Uh, what, or going into it, know. what what did we think it was going to be like? I think that we just went into it knowing that there wasn't an escape clause. I don't know if we, I don't know if either one of us, and I know this is true for myself, knew what 
it would look like. Right. Um, I think about the I think about the couples in my life that are that had been married a long time when we got married. And and I actually no, it's separate from that because that was all about when you went into the ministry and got your minister's license. And I said, I don't fit that mold. And our friend Keith told, well, break it. <laughs> like there's yeah. no one that says you have to fit the mold of a pastor's wife. Break it. And um, I think I've spent every day of the rest of my life breaking every mold people tried to put me into. Yep. But um, but I, I look at the, the couples and they're all very... um submissive women yes and that's just not me and i didn't know how to be married and how to be myself honestly until like maybe five six years ago i think i finally figured out that i can be absolutely who i am still be married to you and on most days you still like me. <laughs> I think every day you love me, but most days you still like me. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, when I, I think when we first started getting married, I, I, I would say the role of the submissive wife was an idea that seemed to be circling through my head because that's what I was taught through the, yeah. the, the religion that we were in, you know, uh, indoctrinated with, if you will. Uh, and I think those words are appropriately used. So, and it's not like that I, that I ever had, I, I think even when we got married, I wasn't like a domineering, you know, like a, a, a dominant, like you must do You're still it. not, I still think out of the two of us, I'm more dominant than you are. Oh, you are. <laughs> you are. And, and <laughs> he's scratching his face. Like it gives me hives. Like you no. are. But so it was not, it was never like, you know, Hey woman, you need to have dinner when I get home tonight. I, that right. was never an idea in my mind. No. But there was this there there was this idea in my mind that um, whenever there was a decision to be made, this is when we first got married. Mm-hmm. Whenever there is a decision to be made, that I, as the husband, am the ultimate authority over our family. Mm-hmm. I will be the person who makes the ultimate decision. Decision. Uh, I will be a kind and generous king in our home. <laughs> And, and I, it's I, funny that you say those words because I talk about when you walk in a room and you want everyone to bow down to you, you still think you're the king here. I, I, I will, I will go to my court and ask for their advice. Tell me why Sage, what do you think on this subject? Okay. I overrule that. And, and even, All right, Henry. and my thinking is that even if Stephanie completely and utterly disagrees with me, that, that if I choose in a different uh, decision for us moving forward that once I make that decision, my wife will gleefully and cheerfully go along knowing that I've made that decision for the protection of our family from the best judgment I think possible. <laughs> I'm laughing at the gleefully and joyfully yes. going along. Yeah, no. Yes, yes. So this this is the crazy stuff Stupid I stuff know. that went through my mind. And, and this, by the way, this wasn't some conscious thought. This is subconsciously. This is, I can only see that this was my line of thinking looking back. Right. You didn't, right. I, these thoughts were not going through my head when we got married. Right. My, okay. Sex all the time. That's what this is, man. <laughs> uh, 
a sex all the time and not feeling guilty about it. That is what marriage is. For the rest of my life, we're having sex every single day. This Says is so the man cool. who married someone with so much abuse baggage that it took years, <laughs> years to work through it. Yeah. Yeah. So there, there are so many crazy things about marriage that, that, that you know, I thought early on, you know, just getting married, I thought we're going to be, this is like cool. This is like an endless date, you know, we're, <laughs> And then the bills started showing up. Yeah. He's like, no. <laughs> so, you know, the, it, yeah, it was crazy. We had all kinds of naive ideas. Uh, but yeah, but I think the one thing we both agreed that and, and still agree that, you know, mm-hmm. that divorce is not an option for us. You know, we, that we made a commitment. This is this is lifelong. I think we both knew at least enough from our experiences with our our parents coming from, you know, we kept, both come from divorced families. Uh, we know that marriage isn't easy um and we we'd had enough premarital counseling and and uh, and we've been around enough people that had been married for many years Mm -hmm. to know that it's not going to be all you know sunshine and rainbows yeah it's not all sunshine and rainbows and we knew that it was going to be a lot of adjustment and so we, we didn't go into it totally naive and we knew that hey no matter what we want this to last a lifetime that that if we're going to get married we want this to last until death do us part that yep. is something we were both committed to and that's one thing that hasn't changed pretty much everything else has yes everything else has so with that being said what what, what do we have today and by the and, and it's not perfect right by no means um it's perfect for us it is well okay i mean yeah, I, I don't. I guess. I may, okay, when I say I, I, okay, it's as good as what we believe that it could be right now. Yes. All right, but the thing is, where we are today is a billion times better than what it was five years ago. So I'm wondering if in ten years from now, you'll be so sick of looking at me. It's not I wonder if ten years from now we'll say, "Wow, you know, ten years ago we right. did that podcast and." We had no clue. It, no clue. It, it, it could be this good. This great with no kids in the house. <laughs> <laughs> we're high fiving across the table, people. Yeah, yeah. We're bad high fives too. Like, really those bad. Were bad. Here, let's you do that suck. again. Oh yeah. There, that's better. That, that was better. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. Ten ten years from now, we won't have any kids in the house. So. But and okay. So what do we what do we have today? What what is it? Um. Are you my submissive uh, wife? <laughs> no. Um, no, although, no. <laughs> I like that. No, no, no. although, no. no. Um, I honestly don't know that I have a submissive bone in my body. No, I'm <laughs> just, thinking, I'm, I'm thinking, is there like a little tiny? No. No, yeah, it, I, it doesn't exist. No, I gave it an although, but it's just a flat out no. I, I that, don't. That bone does um, not exist in Stephanie's DNA. But... I, I think that we have a great friendship. Yes, we do have that. Um, we like spending time together. We do like spending time together. And when we don't, or it's not so much that we don't like spending, or that we need our, our um, alone time, I think we both respect that in each other. Yeah. We've had that discussion before about how everybody in our house really values just having alone time. Yeah. We're, we're a family and of that, introverts. Yeah. And, um, but no, we like, we like hanging out together. Um, we have a great friendship. 
I think Megan's an extrovert, though. I think Megan is more like you, and she's an extrovert when she has to be. She's an introvert but, who can handle yes things because yes. you can't be you can't turn it turn. I I okay. understand, but you know what yes, I'm trying I do to know say. What okay. Mean. Um. You okay. keep interrupting me. I'm sorry. You, keep... you were saying. I don't know what I was saying because now my stomach is. We're growling friends, and I'm thinking like, we like spending time together. And lunch? you and I interrupted you right when I said right when you were saying. And we all respect. We all like our alone time. We do. Yeah, that, that we've talked about that before here. So on this podcast. So what? So basically, so, we're friends, and we enjoy time together. We enjoy spending time together. Um. I don't want to just be cheesy and say I'm in love with you. Okay. Even though I am, but I feel like that's kind of because it's it's bigger than that. Right. It's it's bigger than you know. I don't. There's no one else I want to do life with. Right. You know. Um. Which reminds me, I I have an off mic story to tell you. An uh oh, an okay. off mic story. <laughs> off mic story. Remind me to tell you that. Um. I wouldn't want to do life with anyone else. I think that we have found where, yes, I don't have a submissive bone in my body, but we have found a way to make decisions based on, and I still think you have the final, I I still, in my mind, think, well, yes, he has the final say because he's the one who has to answer for it with, and you know all is said and done um but we we openly communicate about things we which is something we didn't learn until we were married for like seven years it's how to communicate yeah um i don't know i i don't i can't i can't pick any more words okay i would say you're better at words than i am (laughs) i talk a lot more than you do you do so I would agree with everything that you say. I'll, I'll reiterate. We are. You You are my best friend. On this planet, you are my best friend, hands down. I tell you everything. You're my best friend. The only things I don't tell you are negative things that I think about myself that I don't want in your head. Okay. That, that, seri- that yeah. makes sense. Okay. Yeah. And and I would say that I I would tell you, I, I'd say I probably, probably tell you everything Except for maybe I don't maybe there's some kind of negative things about that I think about myself, but more, I think I share a lot of negative things that I think about myself to you. Mm-hmm. I think that the only thing I've ever w- really withheld from you is negative things that I feel about you at certain times, mm-hmm. just because I don't feel like they're always probably appropriate for me be, to be even thinking those things. Okay. And um, and rarely do I ever communicate those to anyone other than to God. Right. You know, it, 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 sometimes I just keep it in. Um, there may have been two times in my life where I've reached out to my friend Robert Johnson and and confidentially shared, hey, dude, this is what's going on. You know, it's like I, I am so ticked off right now or mm-hmm. this or that. But he, he's the only other person I've ever said anything to. And, and, and even then, it's just like it was only at the lowest of low times. And, and so, but yeah, so we're friends, you're my best friend and, and that, I, I can't see that changing. I, it's just like, we're very close to Oh, I'm awesome. I would want me as a best friend too. Absolutely. I'm very blessed that <laughs> I, I love, 
I, and I know this just sounds exactly like saying, I love our friendship. Yeah. You know, I love the way that we have fun together. We are opposites. Complete. In, in, in almost everything. There are a lot of, there are some many things that we are similar to, but we're, we're mostly opposites on the biggest things and it's, and it's kind of fun. Um, but I, I love the challenge of our relationship because of our, the, the because of our differences. Yeah. And yeah. It, and it is, it, 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 there's challenge, you know, how, how do we maintain this friendship and love and, and affection in spite of all of these different little things that go on, all these, cha- I mean, there are challenges. Absolutely. Every, every, not every day, but every. There couldn't have been any challenges yesterday because I didn't see you until like 10 p.m. Yeah. <laughs> so, so unless that was the challenge. No, I mean, you you would be surprised. I'm, I'm down here and then I come upstairs and I think you were wrestling with taking a bed apart. Was that yesterday? That was Tuesday. Okay, never mind. So maybe I didn't see you yesterday. No, uh, no, seriously. You walked in and you're like, hey, I haven't seen you today. Yeah. It was like 10 p.m. Do you want to watch an episode <laughs> of The Flash? Sure. Give me like seven minutes. Yeah. But, you know, and it, so we're, I think, companions in life. Mm-hmm. I, I, okay, so friendship, partner. You're, you are my partner in every area of life. Mm-hmm. Um, you're my partner in this business. You're my partner in my life's goal and mission. Uh, you're my partner in our just in our relationship together. But you're you're my partner in everything. I feel like you've got my back. Um, now there are sometimes I think you're going behind my back, and you. But but at, I I think when it comes down to it, when in all the important things in my life, you've got my back. And I love this. I know you know. Here's the Ham, for those who have the Hamilton drinking game. <laughs> Have you ever heard of the Hamilton drinking game? No. There's this game where every time somebody mentions Hamilton in a podcast, you take a drink. Right. Because, yeah. Okay. So. And, and of course, you're drinking water, obviously, right? How I'm hoping. So. If not, there's a lot of sloshed people walking <laughs> there's around. There's a lot of sloshed people. So, so going back to Hamilton, here's what I, I love about that. You know, Eliza had Hamilton's back. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and Hamilton did a lot of stupid things. And we're not talking about the infidelity. I'm talking about the... You know, I think there was this one point in the musical where he would—he was called a Creole. Well, he was called a very bad thing by I think Madison, and um, he published his response to Madison publicly, and 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 basically it, it tarred his reputation publicly. Right. But you know, Eliza was still by his side. You know that that's there. I don't know. I I think for, I feel like. I put myself out publicly a lot. I I literally am a public figure out there. I, I my face and my voice, my message, the things I think and feel, whether they and I'm not always right. You know, the, the things that I say and believe, I there are things that I that I believed three years ago that I said publicly that today I would like. Okay, I didn't. I, I didn't. That was wrong. Yeah. Uh, people told me I was wrong, but you know what? Even when I was wrong, I feel like you're not always telling me. Well, Cliff, you're right. You, but you're like, you, I feel like you're always there to say, it. Uh, I'm. I've got your back. Mm-hmm. You know, I. I still love you. Um, whether I think you're right or wrong, I'm here. I love you. This doesn't change anything here. Right. Does that make sense? Yeah. And I love that. It does, and I do have your. You came to us. You you asked to share our lives publicly, and now now it's more you 
out front and you know i'm just right here um on family from the heart and i'm comfortable with that and i'm okay with that and but in the beginning it was more i i was out there more and um and i do have your back and we yeah yeah and there when i I can say mean things about you but nobody else can yeah (laughs) That is, I, I will tell you, that is one of the biggest challenges because I'm a words of affirmation guy. All right. right. We did the whole five love languages. It, oh, yeah. It's like way back in like episode seven of this podcast. I think that's what we started with. We should probably do the five love languages again. again? Like okay. in the fall when we come back and do like uh, the, the season premiere, I think the first several episodes should be the five love languages again. Okay. So because I, 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 I think maybe what would happen is you would probably have a greater understanding of what your love language is so that I can communicate it better. And I think I would have a better, well, I already know what my number one and number two are. My number one is words of affirmation. Number two is physical touch. So that's, yes. (laughs) There's a reason it's written there. Okay, got it. So yes, Stephanie wrote me an off mic message and there's a potential, so. Anyway, so yes, I think that would be a good thing to do is to go through that. Yeah. Because being words of affirmation, one of your one of your gifts that you have is sarcasm and and your ability you have not just sarcasm, but you just have you have a way of communicating that just is very free flowing with jabs and and stuff. I that's Cliff's nice way of saying that I'm just not nice. <laughs> Sometimes you you say things that are not nice. Yes. I, it's not that you're, you are very nice. You're very kind. But there are things. Kind. Kind and nice are different. Okay. Are, are they? I, I believe they are. All right. Kind and nice. I can be kind and not be nice at yeah. the same time. The, the, here's, here's what I can tell you. The, there are times where... Y- whether you're in a good mood, bad mood, or whatever, there are some times when I'll ask you a question, and the way you respond to me is like, "Boy, if I, I wonder." Are you are you talking about one of those times when you walk into a room and ask me no. something so blatantly obvious that it deserves a dumb qu- and a a mean answer? Okay, so no, I'm not talking about when you're sitting on the couch, obviously reading a book, and I say, "Hey, what are you doing?" <laughs> you know, and and you come up with, you know, I'm milking a cow. You know, no, I'm not talking about that. <laughs> I'm talking about the one it's like just like hey so how uh I don't know you just it, it, the way that you respond is just like I'm snarky I know you're, I'm not nice that's the all word the time. it's not always it's not always sarcastic cuz I don't think snarkiness has to always be, be sarcastic. sarcastic okay but you are almost always snarky yes all right and sometimes your snarky can It's my default setting. It is your default setting. And and I will tell you there are sometimes where I wonder what would happen for if for 24 or 48 hours I responded to you and communicated to you with the snark that you communicate to me. I wonder what then that we would, would be, like. be Then we would be me and Megan. Oh. <laughs> and I don't desire then that. We would, so, here's, so here's what God looked at me and he said, here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to surround you with people who are sensitive and take issue with almost everything you say. And then I'm going to let you recreate you and see how you like that. <laughs> That's what he said. Yeah. And he's still laughing. That's he still funny. finds it funny. 
Alrighty. Well, that's our episode, our our season finale. Unless you have any final thoughts before we um, drop things off here, no no big season, cl- you know, cliffhanger. No or anything cliffhangers. Like that. No. Um, we are. No, I don't think so. I would ask any um to pray for McKenna and I on our travels next week. Yes. Um, that is a long. Um, you know, I sit here and I get annoyed with you talking about you know me being safe and yada. I mean, I spend. 95% of my time on the road. Um, but but in all honesty, I have not traveled that far by myself ever. And um, it's to a place that I've never been before. So there's no familiarity or anything. So just um, pray for McKenna and I, safe travels, and that we have a, a good time and safe travel back. Absolutely. And yeah. And a blessed summer. And a blessed summer. We hope that you guys have oh, an awesome summer. I did summer. have another thing. We're what? so done. No, we we can. I, I can bring no, the music back down. No, just let the music play. Okay. It's fine. I volunteered for the last time yesterday. Oh, at the elementary school. At our school. elementary school. We've had, um, we've had children enrolled in our elementary school for 11 consecutive years. And yesterday was my first time, sign- last time signing in as a volunteer. Oh, McKenna has three school days of elementary school left. Yep, and it's quite sad. Yes, yeah. But next year, all all three of our kids have the same schedule. The same schedule. Oh my goodness! Everybody will be out of school in the afternoon. I'd like to propose that next year. Every morning we have breakfast as a family. I'll wake up and make breakfast. We'll talk about that because not all of us eat breakfast. Okay. It might just be like e- even if it's just sitting throwing at the table, a protein bar on the table. Even if it's sitting at a table for twenty minutes together in the morning, I think that would be awesome. We'll see. Okay. We'll see how that's going to work. Would, it would take a it would take a big huge shift, but it would. Plus, Megan's going to be driving them to school next year, not me. So good way to just send them yep. off safely. Yes. Anyway, we'll talk about it. We'll talk about that. All right. Until next time, my friends, and actually until the fall, (laughs) Stephanie and I encourage you to live your life with purpose.